0: Hello, Hello, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Oh,
1: you know I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the end of the weekend yet, so that's fun.
0: I know how nice is that. I know we have one more whole day. I know I'm gonna do all the things I was supposed to do yesterday and today <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah,'t <laughs> do a whole lot yesterday either, so I've been yeah. doing it today so yeah I had I had like a kind of like a family day we we ha- we did a bill and ted uh um
0: i just blanked on the
1: word we did a bill and ted like movie night binge night yeah oh good watch- we're gonna watch that yeah. tonight yeah we watched the new bill and ted great so i'm interested to know what you think
0: of it oh, i'm excited to see <laughs> My- it yeah
1: yeah, I had a question during it. I was like, I'm not sure if it's like endearing or like weird that they're old now. Like
0: <laughs> Well, we all get older, Kelly, sorry. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we all don't do like try to recreate the same things we did when we were it's just an, it's an interesting take yeah it's it's cute it's it's cute so yeah we can talk about it more next week when you okay
0: cool when you watch it and, and yeah. yeah
1: i mean let me know what you
0: think absolutely <laughs> i'm excited no i've been watching the vow the vow that's the nexium Yes,
1: everyone has been watching that.
0: Oh where, God. where do
1: we watch that?
0: Where do I watch that on? That is on HBO Max. Oh, I don't have that shit. Well, yeah, uh, I didn't either. I had to uh,
1: mm-hmm, borrow. I mean, you know, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, I have been talking. So I've
0: watched a couple of things about that. Those people are fucking nuts. Um, well, but what's interesting is like all cults when they yeah. go into it, like how... Slowly, the people are realizing like, oh, oh, yeah, cult, like, you know, (laughs) it starts out so like innocent, right? I, I don't trust people enough
1: to where like, (laughs) somebody came at me, like, in the way that these people would recruit. I'd be like, fuck off, dude. Like, get away. Yeah. Who are you? You're creeping me out. This all sounds weird you drank the cool
0: it's like what's happening the basic message is that this group offers is the same that Scientology does and that you're gonna be a better person and you're gonna save the world because you're gonna make the world a better place and he doesn't want to do that you know what I mean right right
1: and I I watched I forgot what it was called but it's I think it's on Hulu and it was this like docu-series and each episode was about a different organization and, and they, mm. they were one of them and they interviewed this woman who had like recruited like 3,000 people for this organization mm. and yeah, mm-hmm. she
0: was
1: like I just she's like I bought in I just I, I thought it was amazing it was yeah. like a sorority and I was like rude don't do that I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: I was like we are not mm-hmm. at all the same <laughs> yeah but I'm like and she kept saying too like oh yeah we did this and I was like oh that's weird and I'm not gonna do that and then she would do it anyway like they brand yeah. branded them I'm like girl at what point did you think did you not think
0: yeah. maybe let's
1: not brand myself
0: yeah we haven't gotten that far in this series because I'm curious to see like at what point does someone say I'm gonna do this and then you're like uh okay <clears throat> like what?" <laughs> What? And then
1: there's like one where they they like made them play volleyball or something for
0: like. Yes, that's what I was. Um, I think I texted you yeah. that they would have like sessions at night where they would play volleyball for yeah. like. They would have a group dinner, and then as soon as dinner was up, they would go play volleyball, like from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Oh no! And then they would, you know. They weren't dogmatic, at least in the beginning, like, you have to do these things, but, like, you did them because you wanted to be a part of the group. Right, right. So you voluntarily were participating in all these activities, but then you got no sleep. Like, so you're sleep-deprived. Also, I do not want to play volleyball from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. I don't want to play it at all. Yeah, I don't want to play volleyball at all. No. At all. So... That's where they lost me. I was like, well, I guess I'm out. (laughs) That's where they lost Uh me Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't want to do that at
1: all. (laughs) I'm down for all the other shit, but the volleyball (laughs) at uh, midnight, not for me.
0: (laughs) All (laughs) night long in a gymnasium.
1: You want to spend all night in a gymnasium? Ew. I mean, no. Uh, No. Absolutely not. I'd have been like, I'm going to (laughs) pass. I can you know. Can I bring it the actor's note? Is that something that I can?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah, don't want to do that. No, so, no, I'm yeah. I excited. a friend of mine, um, we were talking about
1: it because they compared it to it was me and two of my sorority sisters. Cause they compare parts of it to like a sorority. And, mm-hmm. Um, she had no idea that Allison Mack, the uh actress, was like part of it. I'm like, have you? been Mm -hmm. hiding under a rock like yeah I know and um I was telling you how she was arrested last year and she's the one Mm -hmm. that you know really helped with the whole like sex ring situation it's Mm -hmm. intense I just and she got a bunch of her other like co-stars and shit to go into it but they like bowed out
0: you know pretty early because yeah yeah that poor girl like she was you know she had an eating disorder because of all of yeah. this and like all the like just really like, and all of this shit costs of, money. I just don't understand. Well, most of it doesn't cost. It's not like as much as Scientology where you have to pay so much to get to the next level. It was more about their time. So like you weren't able to have a full-time job right. and do this. So you would not make money from a job. Your job was to be in this group. Right. Right. So you lost money and that re- you lost your money and you lost yourself. Well, one of the like, I know. was watching,
1: she said it was like in order to complete certain courses, because it was like self-help shit. And like there, yes. in order to complete all of those, like some of them it cost like
0: $3,000. Like, a, oh, I didn't see that part yet. Oh, mm-hmm. like absolutely not, ma'am. Yeah, that's expensive. Where you get,
1: I don't yeah. understand where they're getting this money from. I don't know. I don't know. And if I had three thousand dollars, my ass would be in Europe, not you know, or Napa or some shit, not
0: up uh, no. yeah. glasses
1: with some weird nerdy guy.
0: No, I would have <laughs> someone be bringing me drinks by yeah. a pool or yeah, some all inclusive <laughs> resort situation. I would be like window shopping <laughs> right. in Provence and going to the market. No, I would not be. Nah. No. Well, first
1: I'd pay off all my credit card debt, <laughs> my school loans. <laughs> Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. You all not have loans and and credit yeah. that you have you pay off like bills? What's happening yeah. here? <laughs> bills today? What? That would have been me in the back of, in the back of the like orientation session. Um I have a lot of questions. <laughs> how, yeah. How am I supposed to pay for all of this?
0: <laughs> right. I exactly. play Volleyball, can I opt out of that part? <laughs> yeah. Is this a sliding scale cuz I have <laughs> right. you know 5 bucks maybe yeah I could like
1: buy y'all some coffee like could we then <laughs> could I mm-hmm. myself in that way not sure yeah yeah it is nuts it's not yeah. and I still I I kind of find it interesting though that there are still like with the internet and stuff that there are still groups like yes yeah. right exactly. you know like I just especially after everything with like Leah Remini and the Scientology stuff and you know like the what is it the children of god or whatever
0: um the hippie these well, people the um heaven's gate group they still are around oh, and they main, they maintain that website they still take care of it and they keep it up and so they're still out it's there it's
1: terrifying on so many levels
0: it's really sad yeah i watched this um
1: this show i came across it kind of looked like a um 19 kids and counting kind of family oh yeah Mm -hmm. and um they don't have like television they don't have radio they're homeschooled they live on this like farm there's six kids and like that's who you are around so when they try to get friends like outside of that situation their friends will like make a reference about like a a TV show that they watched when they were a kid or like a movie and these people have zero idea and it's kind of like that I mean if you isolate someone
0: Mm. from
1: everything you know that's how you get them to believe a certain thing or in a certain way it's just it's scary and crazy
0: and too much too yeah that's a lot I feel bad for those it's just it's the children really that are the worst I they, know they don't have a choice they're sometimes in that you know they're born into these right like right groups and yeah they don't know yeah. what it's like to not be in exactly
1: so, yeah oh terrifying I'm gonna have to watch that one next though I mean I do I mean they're terrifying but I do love a good cult I do love to- yeah it's gotta, just interesting yeah documentary yeah. mm-hmm it's, uh, yeah, yeah very much it's the, yeah the psychology behind it I think is what what gets me yeah but you know I mean I, I would love to start my own cult where everyone just kind of loves me and and gives me money and I live this happy life but I don't really want to like put in the work for it
0: <laughs> so you want to be more like a queen yeah yeah
1: <laughs> sure yeah I mean I like that yeah yeah definitely
0: queen kelly i think it could be i
1: it, it sounds good to me it's right so yeah. yeah yeah i just yeah yeah i don't have to put in all the work um, yeah because i feel like you got to really be like a salesman to start. oh for sure yeah and that's just not the energy
0: It's a lot of energy have. yeah exactly that's not yeah uh, <laughs> or like, like a uh, lot of i think a lot of cult leaders tend to be on like speed you know oh, definitely or definitely drugs involved
1: Hopefully. heavy doses and,
0: of yeah amphetamines yeah and, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know oh some of them liked quaaludes back <laughs> in the 70s you know
1: love a good quaalude uh, sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i mm-hmm. i just don't have the energy for that so no you
0: know
1: I don't have the energy to put into a cult either like if I no one no, would want no. me as a member because
0: I'd be like I'm not doing that yeah I'm gonna pass yeah I'm gonna pass. <laughs> it's hard enough for me to just leave my house these days truth, truth. So. I know yeah the whole virus <laughs> thing has made me so lazy
1: uh, yeah. like I don't ever want to do my hair I don't ever want to put makeup on I've yeah a- everything is an effort I'm so nobody sees my face anyway Oh, I know, so yeah.
0: so I'm so lazy. <laughs> it's just everything, it's like three times as hard to do every little thing. Hopefully,
1: because so, you haven't had to yeah. do
0: certain things for six months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now
1: that things are opening back up and, you know, things people are trying to be normal again, or like some sort of normal, it's like, I, I have the energy. I yeah. don't have the willpower to do it. Can't we just sit at home and drink and not wash my hair and... <laughs> Mhm, <laughs> and yeah. listen to podcasts like ours. Exactly. Oh, doing. Yeah, yeah. Right over. There. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Okay. With all of that, yes. Let's head into our story this week. So, mm. it's not exactly my normal. Um, true crime sitch that I like to, it's, um, more in your realm, but it's got of like ghost stories and stuff, but it's got a lot of history attached to it.
0: Cool. I
1: love a good history situation. Love a good history channel, love a good history tour, all of that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. today's story is a background on the Bourbon Orleans hotel.
0: Oh, excellent.
1: Yes, which is supposed to be the um, most haunted hotel in New Orleans and in the country, according to USA Today. Oh, um, okay. So, the, or Bourbon Orleans Hotel, um, for anyone that doesn't really know where that's at, um, it sits between Royal Street and Bourbon Street, so... Um, Right behind the cathedral. So, mm-hmm. right behind the cathedral, there's the statue of Jesus that that the pointing statue that lost his finger during Hurricane Katrina. Yes, statue. It's like <clears throat> that street right there. That's where. Yeah. that's where it is. Um, and personally, I think it's like one of the coolest locations, just because Royal Street's so cool. Um, Oh, very yeah, very much. Bourbon Street is Bourbon Street, so take it or leave it. But um, yeah, <laughs> but it's, right. it's such a great area. It's right behind the cathedral. It's like middle of the French Quarter. Like that's where shit. Yeah. Kind okay. Of. So
0: um, I also- tons of yeah, tons of art galleries. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All that. Oh yeah, cool. like that's
1: the Pirates Alley stuff is over there. So all the like yeah. all the people are are right there. It's really really cool. So yeah. Um. The Bourbon Orleans Hotel, though, was um, not always a hotel. Uh, oh, one fun fact I missed—I believe that. So, I attended, and I believe you did too. Um, something before the like running of the bulls, um, the the like our little running of the bulls thing that happens here. I forgot mm-hmm. it was called, but it was like a wine dinner thing and i believe peggy scott labord um new orleans royalty told us that um tennessee williams lived either across the street or around the corner from the bourbon orleans hotel uh, oh huh. he wrote a streetcar named desire now yeah okay. i don't know if i'm lying about that or if i just put words in peggy scott labord's mouth um i hope i didn't because I love her but I'm I'm pretty sure she told us that while we were on the balcony um at this okay but you know my memory's not so great it's like that of a gold. Oh, no. so we're lucky I you know even remember to do this podcast every week
0: uh, <laughs> Also,
1: <laughs> I don't usually so sometimes you know but anyway <laughs> so uh, I mean that sounds right it sounds right and I, I, I think yeah. it makes for a cool story so we're gonna go with it Sure. Um, So I think it's in one of the best locations. I also know that that area of French Quarter is just like full of history and full of, Mm -hmm. you know, background and shit happening and like everything and all that. So um, I also just as a person, as me, believe, like fully believe that what happens in an area like in a in either a building or on land or property or whatever I feel like especially if it's like traumatic or dramatic or whatever I feel like that building or on the object or the space or whatever can like hold that energy I truly Mm -hmm. like think that I think that's why I think like I always hear people say like oh New Orleans has such this like buzz about it well when I hear that I think like its energy it's like the ghosts and the history and, and all of that kind of stuff oh absolutely yeah it feels like
0: no other place right. for sure right so yeah.
1: and that's why i think that the bourbon orleans um is one is like considered one of the more haunted hotels mm-hmm. just because how many things happen there so, right it wasn't always a hotel like i said the construction of the of the building and the in the area began in 1806 and was made Ooh, the the old theater de, Orle- de Orleans or the Orleans Theater. Um, okay. The War of eighteen twelve, however, delayed construction and opening. Um, but the theater was finally complete and opened in eighteen fifteen. Um, and they had like French operas and all of that. It was like you know one of the one of the toasts of the town kind of thing. However, it was a little short-lived as the theater was destroyed by a fire in 1816, um, Ah. which you will see is a common theme throughout this entire story. So, the following year, some dude named John David um, was trying to like get into New Orleans society. Essentially, Mm -hmm. he purchased the land and uh, wanted to rebuild the Orleans Theater. And then added the Orleans Ballroom, which is now, um, still to this day, the um, oldest oh, historic ballroom in New Orleans.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, so, it reopened
1: in 1819, so three years later, after, the, after it was destroyed in a fire. And um, it became, like, the spot for society parties, ball, mm. yada, yada. It was one of the first kinds of, like, big venues like this in the country, So another fire um happened in eighteen twenty eight, which like why what's what's happening right now?
0: Um so fires. (laughs) So much fire. Well I guess when you have, like, your main light source is candles and lanterns. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That <laughs> I mean, yeah. makes sense. So, but yeah. in 1828, um, a fire burned the old Capitol building, and the state legislature actually had to temporarily relocate to the Orleans Ballroom. And it's hmm. rumored that Andrew Jackson announced his candidacy for president within the ballroom.
0: Okay. Okay. Well,
1: Yeah. Um, The ballroom. I personally think the ballroom's gorgeous. I think it's it has been like redone, obviously, but um, it's still the same kind of like layout situation and like all of that. Um, and it's still in use today for weddings and events and
0: and all of that. I think most of us who live here have attended a wedding reception at some point. Oh, a
1: hundred percent, or some. I mean, event. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um,
1: so another little part of it, um. because so I'm saying this part because they think one of the hauntings is connected to this, but um they used to have something which are called quadroon balls,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because our history, especially in the South, is um cringy AF, uh, yes. <laughs> so a lot was happening with race during this time. Mm. Um, not all. Negative ish, but not great. Uh, yeah, so during this time, free women of color who were one fourth, uh, who were of one fourth African descent were considered right. the most beautiful, um, and like most coveted women. They were also that they were that that was also referred to as being as quadroon, so mm. you were one fourth African descent. So quadrum balls used to happen a lot. Um, and it happened mm-hmm. in the Orleans ballroom. That was like where they were held. So essentially these balls were for rich white men to find a beautiful woman of color that they would enter in this um, placa- placage. Pecage okay yeah so essentially it was like they became hmm. their like fancy mistress so like um, beautiful love it it's gross Um uh, yeah. they yeah yeah like,
0: it was still not equal enough to be married but yeah right.
1: it was it was very tricky and um i am hmm. not i have no authority on that subject um so i just right. <laughs> wanted to mention that because there's a haunting that i will talk about at the end that they think okay to either one of these balls or one of the other, like, parties that they used to have. Okay. Um. But I suggest that everyone look up um, the history of quadroon balls and, and all that. That's something that only happened in New Orleans. Um, and it's an interesting and different kind of history. <laughs> People look at it as these women were, like, badass and they held their own fate and they did, you know, it's it's a whole... A whole lot of uh, back and forth on that. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of mixed (laughs) feelings. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. Which is, I feel like, the base Uh of a lot of our
1: history. Uh, uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're like,
1: what? Uh, (laughs) So in 1881, the Orleans Ballroom actually went up for sale. And the Sisters of the Holy Family, the first African-American religious order in the U.S., bought the property to support the their growth and the growing of the of their religious order. Huh. So the ballroom then became wow. their chapel space. And the okay. building served as their mother house and St. Mary's Academy, which was the first Catholic school for African-American girls. Well, that is very interesting. Exactly. I have no idea. I know. It's like a whole bunch of stuff was just... Yeah. There. Um, which I also find it interesting that like the ballroom held these balls that basically sold off these women. Yeah. Or gate not sold off but like gave, you know, these women were yeah. there to meet gross wealthy rich white men. Yeah. And then the first African American um you know, religious order took that over. I just I find that um interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yes. So 2 years after the sisterhood purchased the ballroom, the former New Orleans Theater was sold. So that was still, they were, they were, um, it was only the theater for, well, it was the theater and the ballroom, and the theater was still around, but the ballroom was sold. But now, two years after they purchased the ballroom building and area, the former Orleans Theater was sold and became C- Signor Ferranta's Iron Theater, a popular a vaudeville theater. Oh, okay. The building, surprise, surprise, was consumed by a fire, and it went oh. back up for sale. <laughs>
0: Man, people, come on. So many fires. The whole team, I was like, Jesus
1: Christ, they can't catch a break. I know. But I also find it funny that, like, the building next to, like, a vaudeville theater pops up next to a, a nunnery. Right. And Catholic school, essentially, and then <laughs> it was consumed by fire and they oh, bought right. it so it's like yeah. well that worked out oh gosh so the sisters bought this space and it became the site of saint john birchman's asylum for negro girls essentially okay. an orphanage
0: right okay i
1: just i hate when they always use the word asylum back then because i know has such a negative it's like i mm-hmm. um In the 1960s, however, the Sisters of the Holy Family had grown to over 400 nuns. And I believe the school had like over a thousand students. So they sold the property um, to move to expanded facilities in New Orleans East. And that's apparently where they're still located today.
0: So that's-, I, that's so hard to imagine there being a school right there in the middle of the French quarter too yeah. you know
1: I know like right in the middle of the French quarter and not yeah. only was it like a school it was a Catholic high school or a Catholic school for African-American children yeah that's
0: really interesting no- I did not know first
1: that. African-American religious order like, isn't yeah. that's insane I just yeah that was- that's really interesting. yeah I thought that was so so
0: cool yeah
1: um, so yeah, so they're still in New Orleans East today. I do. I feel like though, do we not have a St. Mary's Academy like
0: off of Esplanade or something? I don't know. I thought I, we did. I I don't know. I should
1: have looked that up, but you know, maybe I <laughs> honestly, I just thought about it. Cause I thought, I thought there was a St. Mary's Academy over here. Anyway. Um, we have a lot of schools. There's <laughs> so many schools, especially. Catholic. I can't, so I can't cool. keep track. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay, so in 1964, the property was sold to the Bourbon Kings Hotel Corporation and main contractor, Wilson Abraham. So Abraham and the corporation wanted to restore the ballroom to its, like, original glory and um, bring it back as a ballroom and as, like, an event space and also build a hotel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. So there were the View Caray Commission um, gave them a lot of like hurdles to jump through because um, they consider the site they considered at the time the site one of the most historic in the area. And so they were unsure about this guy like coming in and building a seven million dollar hotel. Um, yeah, absolutely. Also, when I saw $7 million yeah. in
0: 1964, I was like, damn, that is oh, yeah, money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. But, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But, so, I read, though, that the fact that the whole, like, um, rebuilds kind of revolved around the revival of the Orleans Ballroom, um, mm-hmm. I think they, like, kind of gave it to them with that because they wanted to bring that back Um yeah sure. all that. so uh, the hotel the hotel as it is now not as it is now it's obviously had upgrades and stuff but the hotel in yeah. the space now held this grand opening on july 18th 1966 and i personally believe is one of the nicest hotels in the city it's very like Orleans, like new orleans it's very like historic and all of that like everything you could want in coming to new orleans and like staying somewhere i feel like is like this hotel and it also has like but it also has like upgraded amenities and stuff and like a pool yeah nice like little courtyard area uh, Mm um which apparently the courtyard area is was made by the um the nuns for the orphanage for the kids at the orphanage to play oh huh um, so basically I wanted to share all of that background one, cause I thought it was hella interesting. Um, yeah. also because it's considered one of the most haunted locations. And yeah, obviously that means there are a few ghost stories attached to it, which like after hearing all of that, duh, like there's obviously something is attached up in there.
0: Listen, you've already mentioned theater, fire, nuns, orphans, and a hotel. <laughs> exactly. What could go wrong? I, yes. and it's not, we're
1: not even done yet. So
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what so, go wrong with that? Right. Nothing.
1: World? I mean, yeah. it's totally normal. It's, it's gotta yeah. be like, it's like a Radisson. It, it's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> so in the late 19th century, so late 1800s, a yellow fever outbreak hit the city, which if you take mm-hmm. like a, one of those tours, um, like a haunted history tour or just a history tour in general, um, there's one, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, that they literally just like lined the bodies up from the yellow Ugh, yeah. like, outbreak and stuff. So it was like, it was really, really bad. Uh, yeah. It like, I mean, it took men, women, children, like everybody. Nobody was was um, not taken out by this situation. Uh, yeah. So the nuns of the Sisters of the Holy Family cared for the orphan children who contracted the disease. So they, um, Basically, they like kind of set up. I've read other things that said they set up a like hospital kind of, like a triage kind of like place for people with yellow fever, but mm-hmm. I couldn't find anywhere that that like actually um that was like legit. So, but I yeah. do know that they had a lot of orphan children who contracted the disease that they like set up a hospital kind of thing within the um within the grounds and um sure like help yeah. cared for them. So it's rumored that many guests hear children's laughter echoing. Mm, I don't like that. All. Nope. Nope. Don't like that Mm-mm. at all. Nope. And some guests have had their uh, like shirts yanked. So like, you know, when a mm. kid's like trying to get your attention and like yanks the box. Yeah. shirt, um, that they, they say that that happens a lot and they like turn around and, and no one's there, obviously.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, a story told by a lot of guests of a little girl rolling a ball and chasing it down the hallway on the sixth floor, um, okay. as well as footsteps being heard walking up and down the hall. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically it's like, I, 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 you know, they think it's the kids that passed away from, um, from the yellow fever outbreak, you know, that kind of still, you know, want to play and, and want to <laughs> hang out with you and yeah.
0: Or residuals right or there. residual. Yeah. like
1: Just energy. Yeah. the Energy from it for sure. Um, yeah. So there's another rumor um, that, or, or, you know, tale that there's a Confederate soldier that is spotted mm-hmm. um, on the, this... isn't there always, I, there's always, always, <laughs> there's a Confederate soldier can't
0: get rid of those assholes. <laughs> I know. Can't you get out of here? Oh, For sake. God, Move on. God,
1: we're over you. Jesus. you lost. <laughs> Go away. Um,
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a yeah.
1: veteran soldier that's spotted on the sixth and third floors. Um, some people refer to him as the man. So I guess like sometimes he doesn't always like show up in full glory. And so they just call him the man. But he's hmm. usually seen or heard limping down the hallway Ew. In his tattered and bloody uniform. Ew. From your room, you can hear the sound of his uneven footsteps limping, as well as his sword scratching against the floor as he walks. Hmm. Yeah, that's a big, big fat no for me. That's like a <laughs> big, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, I just I don't I don't fucks with the Confederate soldier thing or any soldier kind of things. I just feel like if they're not residual, they have to be angry. Like there's no mm. way that they. I mean, there's very few instances I feel like if it's not residual that they're not angry at the world. Um, and I don't need yeah. to be in their presence when that no, is being not. transferred on just. Mm. On. <laughs>
0: Not an ideal situation. Not though. at
1: all an ideal situation. No. Um, no. I think, too, if I heard somebody limping down the hallway, like, I don't know. You know, honestly, I've never been in situations like this, thankfully. And um, I think as I, like, go into a situation, I'm like, hi, I don't, please don't interact with me. I will not mess with you if you do not mess with me. <laughs> please don't. Um, yeah. Never, like, get those kind kind of things, but I don't even know what I would do with that. Even if I heard children down the hallway, like, I don't even know, like, what would I do with that?
0: I don't know. You, I don't know, what you know, you would probably be like, oh, I'm sure that's, you would explain it away. Yeah.
1: Like, I I think I'd just yeah. turn the TV louder or something and be like, oh, that's. Yeah, exactly. Some person. Those darn kids. Uh, those, those darn kids. <laughs> um, no, this would be me. Who, threw, who tosses a ball anymore? <laughs> All right. kid plays with balls anymore
0: um
1: yeah (laughs) um so in the orleans ballroom um there is this okay so nobody else like felt like nothing that they that recounted this felt as sad as i did about it but apparently in the ballroom there's a woman that is seen under the chandelier, just like dancing by herself and Aww. she just like dances okay. the hem of her dress like brushing across the floor at, like okay. you know usually at night in the moonlight kind of thing and i'm like nobody else felt like it read like they were sad about that i was like i felt really bad that and I hope it's residual and just yeah thing that happens and not you know like just so I like so the the thing was it's one of like the women from like either the quadroon balls or you know a different like mm-hmm. event or a wedding or something like that. Um yeah you know just that plays like over and over again. Also in the ballroom um they there, I think it's the people that actually work there have said a blood stain appears on the carpet. So, Oh, no. Like, I mean, I guess if you know, you clean up after wedding guests and shit, you know, like the difference between a wine stain and like something else kind of thing. So right. um, They said the staff will clean it, but it just like keeps it it, like reappears coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Casually on the floor, a blood stain. Um You know, ca- casual. Uh, you know, and every ballroom has a. I mean, did, did you not have people sword fight and kill each other in your ballrooms? Because we did, apparently.
0: Uh, was it even a party if you didn't have a blood
1: stain no, on a ballroom floor? If no one gets stabbed. Did you even have a good time? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then there are also several reports in the ballroom of someone hiding behind the draperies and like rustling about. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Which I <find> very funny. <laughs> that is
0: really funny, actually. I
1: also think it might be like a kid too. Like that's what I kind of think. Like it's a little kid, like either hiding from their parents during a party or like yeah, one of the orphans or something. <laughs> um, yeah. There was also one of so I watched a couple of different videos on YouTube because obviously when someone says it's like the most haunted hotel, ghost hunters pop out of you know the woodwork and want to go in and record in the space and one of them um one of them was taught was showing like different pictures from the uh ballroom and Mm -hmm. they're in the middle of it um there are stairs that go up to stand on. you can stand on the balcony but like so in the middle of the room there's like a small staircase that like goes up and you can get out onto the balcony and behind it there is they capture this like shadow of a person and they put it like next to a, another picture they took of the people actually like in the room as like for height reference. And mm-hmm. They thought it was like a kid or a person like at, like just standing there with their arm against like the railing kind of thing. And then they zoomed in and it's the fucking outline of a nun like a hat. Like oh, a nun no. And
0: I was like, I. Oh, no.
1: I'm done. I, I can't. These are scary as fuck anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. They terrify me, especially when they're all like full habit situations. Mm-hmm. And they zoomed in and I was like, oh, it's just a kid standing there. Maybe it's the guy that's rustling around, you know, like behind the drapes and hiding. And all.
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: And they zoom in it's a fucking nun. I was.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I, can't. I knew there was going to be a nun in this. One. There's always a nun. So. I know. Yeah, so that gets worse. <laughs> so we're out of the ballroom now. So, um, there it is, it is said that the most haunted part of the whole hotel is, um, room six, four, four. Okay. For like a gazillion years, like a hundred years or whatever. It said that there's a rumor that like over a hundred years ago, one of the nuns of the sisters of the Holy family committed suicide in the spot that is now room six, four, four. Okay. So the order has never confirmed nor denied that this event has taken place. So because they never denied it, people are led to believe that it's true and it actually happened. Um, Right. So there are reports of cries coming from the room. Um, Like you can hear like like screams out, like screaming out um, down the hallway or in the room when you're in the room. Um, And then... Uh, Many guests that have stayed there have said they have, like, it pains me just to even read it and think about it. Um, They are woken up in the middle of the night and they like kind of like suddenly. And so they're, they like are kind of jarbled. And then they, they like finally set eyes on a ghost woman who is dressed as a nun in a habit, standing next to their bed, staring at them. Oh um, no, with very like intense attention to like the person and what they're doing and but they said the expression on her face um is thoughtful and kind no, okay no way. uh okay, <laughs> not i i if that happened to me, one, I don't even think I'd still be alive. I think I would have had a hard time
0: <laughs> um, right there, I definitely would have shit myself uh, definitely <laughs> peek a little. Screamed. I have this image of you like. You know, in cartoons where there's a Kelly size hole in the door. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just right through
1: me, right through the door. Yep. There's. I know. I, I don't even. I couldn't. It. I'm. I. <laughs> I have no words. And <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. What I would do. Like mm. I. My stomach is turning just even reading that and thinking about
0: it. <laughs> Especially, what if you were you went and you didn't know? Like, a lot of people go stay in those rooms and, like, they request that room because they want to see right. something. But what if you didn't know? You're you just didn't... an innocent guest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wouldn't shit myself.
1: Oh, my God. I don't yeah. know what I would do. Like, I can't. No. I can't even. I, I, I don't
0: even know what I would do. No, that's not good. It's not.
1: It's just. No, No. I.
0: I don't like. No, uh. -uh. (laughs) I'm getting sweaty just like thinking about it.
1: It's already Mm -hmm. hard enough for me to stay in hotel rooms because of that. Like, I one, it's an it's a new situation, so I never sleep well in hotel rooms anyway. No, so it's like just thinking about me being like sleep deprived, and then like seeing this ghost woman. Now, I also, I in all of my schooling through high school had nuns as teachers so i like it's not that i have a bad like relationship with nuns they're great and you know whatever but it's still creepy as the fuck and i would just be like are you here to slap me because i read a sentence wrong like are you here to- What's <laughs> <laughs> it would be so awful. I, yeah, exactly what I would do with myself. Um, so then a last little story about it. Um, our one of my other favorite, I mean, besides ours, obviously, one of my other favorite true crime ghost story kind of podcasts, um, is called And That's Why We Drink. And, uh, I think I've talked about it before on here. I'm sure, yeah, but yeah, they're, they are awesome. They are awesome and I love them. Um, so they came for a live show in New Orleans um, last year at some point. I think like probably almost like a year ago. Um, and one of the hosts, M, used to be a ghost hunter of sorts. Um, they were very into that. So they stayed at the – they wanted to stay at the Bourbon Orleans because it was um, – well, they didn't decide that. The other host, Christine, decided that. She did not mm-hmm. tell – um, M or their producer, um, that they were staying in this hotel. They just like showed up, and then M found out about it later. But because um, M used to be like a ghost hunter, kind of ghost enthusiast. Um, mm-hmm. They had a lot of um, um, like supplies, like the they brought an EMS detector and yeah, box and stuff because um, they were going to New Orleans and then Atlanta. So they were like, well. Those are two very haunted, <laughs> you know, like yeah, places. So they brought their stuff along. Sure. So um, for anyone super interested, cause this is a very short version of this, but um, the full story is in episode um, 141. It's their live Atlanta show. Um, cool. For anyone wanting to go hear the full thing so yes. christine's the one that booked the um hotel without telling M or um eva their producer and they stayed in room 604 and 606 so they're already on the sixth floor which is like supposed to be the most haunted um yeah and you know stuff happens so christine basically had a full experience in her room. Um, she said she was brushing her teeth and she heard a knock on the door. And she looked through the peephole and there was no one there. And she says like M um always used to play jokes on her like not she would M would knock like that so she would come out and like try to scare her and stuff. So she just thought it was yeah M like playing a joke. And um so she goes back to like brushing her teeth, doing whatever she's doing in the bathroom, and then she hears the knock again. And she goes back and there's no one there. But then she like leans her ear against the door and the, like they kept having knocking. So oh. she was like too scared to like open the door and see if it was M. So she um, texted the other two and asked if they were playing a joke and basically was like, get out of the hallway, stop doing that. And they both said that they were in their rooms and they didn't know what she was talking about. So that was one thing. Then, um, the second night they were in New Orleans, M went into um, Christine's room, and there's like a whole background story. But basically, M ends up going to the bathroom in Christine's room, and the second she closes the door to the bathroom, this music starts blaring inside the room, and Christine realizes it's from her iPad, and she actually hasn't like used the iPad in a while. Um, I think it was like a new one or something, mm-hmm. and so she was very confused as to why music was playing it was this weird song that she never heard of before it was like a, a creepy song too and it said it was playing through apple music but christine hadn't logged into her apple music so there shouldn't be any reason like why it was playing from apple music because she wasn't logged in so she you can't like play the stuff without logging in with your apple like login thing so M got out um the emf detector and they started like asking questions and they said that the night before this actually they had used the spirit box which is like that that thing that goes through like the frequency the different radio frequencies and it's like yeah white noise kind of thing and they made contact with a 12 year old boy named michael who was just like chilling in christine's room um and Essentially, they, like, you know, asked a bunch of questions and, like, all of that. So they decide to turn on the Flintstones for him. Mm -hmm. um, And he stops responding to them. And without thinking, they're just like, oh, he, like, must have left or something. He went away. Yeah. So they turned the Flintstones off. And then all of the devices started going off like crazy. Um, And basically, he threw a tantrum because they turned the cartoons (laughs) off. Wow. And I just love, too, that he was probably, like, a boy from, like, the 1800s and, like, looking at this computer playing the Flintstones, like, what the fuck is this? (laughs)
0: Yeah. But, um. Well, I don't know if he lives in the hotel. He probably watches people watch TV. True. But I doubt
1: they're all watching the Flintstones. So. No. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so they they asked like a bunch of questions, and then M asked if he stayed in Christine's room, and he said he did, and like and he, he like sleeps in that room, like that's his room, I guess. I don't know, but so quote unquote like, sleep. Well, cool. that's the only one. I mean, mainly because they have a podcast, so they went into more details about it. But that's yeah. the only, like real big one that I saw, um, that I read about. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's cool super crazy so it's like it's real it's legit real haunted it's got a lot of history behind it so I think that's probably you know the biggest um the biggest reason it has that and I think a lot of them have to be like I think the confederate soldier guy and the the poor dancing lady in the ballroom (laughs) like I think those are residual haunts yeah And the stuff that happens over and over again. Um, Obviously, if Em and Christine, you know, I I mean, I assume that they're telling the truth. I have no reason to believe that they're lying. Oh, yeah, of course. that's like an intelligent spirit. So, like, they were, he was responding to her. So, um, apparently, Michael is in either room 606 or 604. um, Because I don't think they specified which one Christine was in. But, um, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I would have asked if he like died from yellow fever or like what his deal was.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing to ask. Yeah, because
1: if he, maybe he huh. was at the orphanage. I thought it was an orphanage just for girls. for girls. Yeah, that's what but too. maybe with the um like the yellow fever stuff, they might have taken in. Yeah, who like knows? One. Yeah, they might have yeah just taken all kids or something. So I didn't really. I I didn't see a whole lot on um on the yellow fever part exactly. But um Huh. Okay. So we're gonna have to go check out the Bourbon Orleans again in a I know not social function because that's the only time I've ever been. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I've we'll to been a and... lot of people. So you know,
0: yeah. Walk around. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if any of our listeners have seen anything or gone to the Bourbon Orleans and you've heard yeah.
1: something. Please let us know. Let us know. BigEasySpirits at gmail.com. I want to know. I want to. Yeah. And especially if you've been in like a room, apparently the sixth floor is like where it's at. Um, yeah. I, mean, I would avoid the sixth floor, but you, I hope maybe have not avoided the sixth floor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people ask to stay in those
1: yeah, areas. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people do just because it is the most. Yeah. Yeah. The most haunted or whatever. Yeah. Correct. Like the Myrtles and some of the other yeah. famous yeah. haunted hotels. They want to have they an want experience. experience. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. On the other hand, I'm like, what is the dullest room you have? In right. Yep. <laughs> How far away that can, one. can <laughs> <I> be from <laughs> that place? I don't want yeah. to be on the sixth floor or apparently the third floor because that's where, that's also where the soldier is seen.
0: Right. So, yeah, I don't wanna avoid- I wonder what is up with the sixth floor. You know what I mean? Like, I know the nun that committed suicide, yeah. but like, the other. I
1: well, know. I wonder if, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess they, like, the, they the, what I read was that they lived up there. Like, that was, like, their residence. So, I don't yeah. know if maybe, maybe the way that, the reason she died, like, you know, is sketchy. So, that's why. I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe interesting. Maybe why she died or why she killed herself is, like, sketchy. So, there's mm-hmm, other, mm-hmm. you know, like, dark energy around there. Yeah. Maybe the nuns were doing shit. I don't know. I mean, the ki- all the kids seem to be nice, you know, Plain, like, yeah. not scary or anything. And Paul yeah. apparently likes the Flintstones. So, you know. Right. <laughs> right. No. But. I don't know. Huh.
0: I don't know. Yeah. But if anyone has any
1: stories, please let us know. That would be super cool. And I, will I would love to. Hear it. Yeah. I would love to hear that big easy spirits at gmail.com or we have our contact page on bigeasyspiritspodcast.com. big Um, whichever one, or you can reach out to us on social media at big easy spirits. And that's it. That's all I got. That's, awesome. all she wrote.
0: that's all I wrote. I learned a lot about that. I had no idea about a
1: lot of that. So I know that I really had great, zero idea. So we all yeah. learned something today. Every, Definitely. You're welcome. Yes. I'm here for you. I do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No problem. It's, it's a sacrifice <laughs> that I choose to make. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, reach out, listen to our past episodes and like us on social media. And until next week, cheers. Cheers.